This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Bienvenidos. Atenea Americana. Welcome. Bienvenidos. From Stanford to the world. Today, our guest is the Latino Community Foundation, and we're going to be talking about giving circles and about what they are, how they started, where they are right now, and uh, the future plans. So stay with us here in Atene Americana. And remember that this and all our shows are stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. Stay with us. much for being here. Uh, we are here in Atene Americana and today we have a longtime friend of the show which is the Latino Community Foundation and they are here to give us an update and to remind us of something very important that started happening some time ago here in the Bay Area and has spread all around that is called the Given Circles. Uh, hello, uh, Anais. Thank you for being here. We're talking today with a representative of the Given Circles. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very happy to be here with you today. So how long have you been with the Given Circles? I have been with the foundation and working with the Giving Circles now going on seven years. I started back in 2017. Oh, nice beautiful project. So uh, tell us a little bit about the concept, uh, about how it started and well, where, where you're at right now. Yes, of course. The Giving Circle started back in 2012 with a group of 14 women in San Francisco who wanted to get together and give back to their community, but they didn't want to just sign a check and say, see you later. I'll see you next year. They actually wanted to work with the community leaders to look for and find the solutions to the problems that our, our Latino communities are facing. And what started as this group of 12 women in, in a living room um, ultimately became 40 women at the end of the year that granted out, granted out to three organizations. From there, people were very excited. Um, they were listening to what they were doing. Aside from that, they have they have a lot of fun. Um, they would gather around food and uh, wine. Um, so they really built this tight-knit community with one another. And this ultimately spread the word across the Bay Area and ended up taking us to where we are now. Now we have 18 giving circles across the state. And we've invested over $2.9 million into grassroots Latino-led nonprofit organizations in California. And um, 
this is this is wonderful because it's people like you and I. Um, it's not the the big names that we normally hear in philanthropy. It's it's everyday people who are just getting together, building community, and giving back. But the foundation still get big partners to found the operation. Oh wow! This is the first time somebody asks us about that. Yes, um, we are. We we are constantly looking for funding for for the um, to run these types of programs because unfortunately it is very underfunded. Fortunately, a lot of funders don't see the the benefit of investing in programs like these. But they're so so important, and it goes beyond just giving moving money. Um, it's it's investing in in people. It's it's bringing back. Uh, philanthropy to the hands of the people to decide collectively where it should be going. Do you have an approximate number or idea of how many giving circles are? Right now we have 18 giving circles um, in in California, but there's giving circles all across the world. This is not something something new. I know that recently giving circles have become like a thing. Um, it's something popular that the people are talking about, but they've been around for centuries and part of cultures all around the world. Um, in Latin America, you could hear them through different names. Sometimes they call them like tandas, um, which is a very, very similar concept. It's just bringing people together. And, and yes, you'll find them everywhere right now. Nice. And uh, how about the type of projects that you guys fund or the circles fund? It ranges. Um, it ranges a lot. And they actually shifted a lot during the pandemic. Um, people really wanted to just move these funds as quickly as possible. But it ranges from youth leadership to entrepreneurship support, um, also um, investing in the LGBTQ community. You can really find anything um as far as focus areas for these circles because it really depends on on the members it's member run members decide what they want to focus on they vote on it and then at the end of the year they decide also what organizations they want to support and each circle has their own style or philosophy like if for example the type of food i want to have or the type of people i want with me maybe in my in the same area that i work or maybe i don't i don't want to just have colleagues with people that I never met. So I have a new group. So how, how are they built? Yes. Um, so like I was mentioning, they're member run. So usually a couple of people start a circle and and you can tell the direction that they're going to go in based on the personality of, of the people, of the leaders. And then as people come start coming in, it just starts evolving and it starts taking a personality of its own. The members decide... Um, what type of, of members they want to um, invite to their giving circle. And for example, we we have we had a, a giving circle within the Cisco company, the tech company. Um, so this was just for employees of Cisco and uh, Dropbox as well. Um, and then you have others, other circles that are only for women. Um, and then we also have our, our men's giving circle, LGBTQ circle. So a lot of different ones, and it's all based around the members who who started. And then the members that start coming in just start evolving that energy and um, the whole... Um, the whole idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
good. Uh, so it started with a group of women, well, not only with a group of women, and then uh, somehow evolved to everybody. Uh, and uh, also, do, do you have then for ages or some affinities? Uh, so it started, so it's funny you say this, it started as the group of women, but then the the circles that came after that were the husbands that listened to them getting together, having fun and making impact. And then they said, like, we want to do something like this. And that's how the San Francisco Giving Circle, Latino Giving Circle started um, back then. But yes, um, so yes, from there, it was the men's giving circle. And then um, other groups started popping up. Most of them, when we first started off, were based on their location. Um, being in the Bay Area, being so spread out, people wanted to be somewhere nearby and, you know, work with their local community to build these giving circles. But from there, it evolved to um, other 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 ideas of 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 that connection that brought them together. And that's where the LGBTQ uh, giving circle came about. Um, and then you talk about these ERG circles, these circles within these companies that also grew from that. Um but again, giving circles, you make what you want of it. Uh, if you want to start a giving circle that's around, I don't know, crazy hair, um, you could start it. Whatever, whatever, whatever that one thing that unites the people in that circle, um, you could choose whatever, whatever you want that thing to be. Um, at the end of the day, the big reason people are coming together is because they want to give back to their community. It's important to them to really connect with the organizations, learn about the issues that our communities are facing. And, and again, also highlight and uplift the work that our community leaders are doing. How do you find the people who is going to need the funds and use them? Oh, well, um, we have, uh, what I love about working with the Latino Community Foundation is that we have a really, really good relationship with with Latino grassroots organizations across the state. On our website, uh, latinocf.org, you can actually find a power map that gives you um, the list of organizations across the state of California that are Latino, Latino led and Latino serving. So from from that usually is where we do our work, but also our members bring a lot of these organizations to us. There's some very small organizations that we we don't know about, but our members do. And when it comes time for the selection of these organizations, our members have a time where they can nominate these type these organizations that fit into the criteria that they chose to focus on at the beginning of the year. And then collectively, they decide which ones they they would like to support financially. Let's say that I have a cause that I think is very fair. I don't know, children's education or something. There are some kids that have a very important project or, I don't know, they need new shoes for a soccer team to say something. How how they go about getting help from one of these circles? Ah, if you have an organization um, and and you want to connect with our Giving Circle Network and and be looked at for for when our members are deciding to give our grants, we we ask that you contact us uh, again latinocf.org. You could find our information there and and let us know that you are an organization and you are looking for funding. What we do is that we send an organizational um, we set up an organization profile 
for these organizations. It asks them some basic questions about their organization, what they focus on, the type of work that they do. And this puts them on our database so that when the time comes throughout the year to, um, to look at the organizations that fit the criteria for our different circles, we have them already um, on, on file and it's easy for us to pull them up and to show them to our members. Great. And if I I want to do something good, but I really don't know that many people who are Latinos and want to do something similar to what I want, uh, but I really want to change this, uh, what is happening in my community. But again, I'm, I don't know, I'm shy. I don't want to, I don't know the people. Can you help me be part of one of these groups? Definitely. I'm a very shy person and a very introverted person. And when I started this work initially, I thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But throughout the years, I realized how every single circle, like I said, has its own personality, but it's so, so welcoming. And it's really beautiful to see the family um, that they build with one another. And to do so, reach out to us, latinocf.org. You could find our contact information there. Our team is happy to walk you through the process and also connect you with some of the members. I know that sometimes signing up for these types of things can be scary. Um, I, I, can, I can definitely connect with that myself, but but it's really, really wonderful to connect with other people, like-minded people with with a, with a mission um, when, when they're focused on a mission and working together towards it. So reach out to us. We'll connect you. We'll make sure that it's an easy process for you and at the end of the day that you enjoy it as well. And how much money people, depending, I don't know, maybe I bet that some people, you know, has maybe couple of thousands a year that they're able to give other people may have way more quite a few thousand so how does it work and how much money uh, I, I need to have to be part of this to be part of the latino giving circle network it's a minimum of one thousand dollars a year and um you could do this monthly quarterly whatever fits your um your budget and your schedule but there's also so many ways that people get creative to come up with the funds um one of the things that we often remind our members of is that a lot of companies they offer matching funds and if you donate through their portal they'll um they'll match up to i've i've seen three times um, your donation. So that's a good way also to, you know, take advantage of, of, of those um, perks that some companies give. But then also other folks, we've had members that have thrown yard sales um, for their birthdays instead of gifts. They ask for donations for their membership. Whatever you could think of, our members have done. When we first started off, we actually had members that would come in with an envelope and coins and dollars, um, and we would sit there and counting every single one of them for it. So it's not uh, a limiting factor. I think it provides a way for us to get creative um, and to, again, be in community and get the voice out on the work that they're doing. I heard that one of the things is that the money that goes particularly for Latinos, and the money that comes from Latinos is a very small percentage while the need is very big. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? 
I'm so happy that you brought that up because unfortunately, not a lot of people know this, but less than 1.3% of U.S. philanthropic dollars go to Latino-led organizations. And when you think about our representation just in this state, it's we're almost at 40%. And how is it possible that this number is so tiny um, when we know that not only are, are we here where there's so many of us, but unfortunately, our communities are constantly facing a lot of hardships. And these a lot of the times these organizations is all they have. Um, personally, for me, I can remember so many programs and organizations that helped me get to where I am today. And if it wasn't for, for them, I wouldn't be here. So to think about that and and see this number reflect that doesn't reflect um, who we are and, and the need of our community is is very unfortunate. But but this is why programs like the Latino Giving Circle Network exist. Um, also to change that narrative that Latinos aren't just the ones that receive, but the ones that give and remind people that giving is in our DNA. Um, when you think of, of how Latinos come together, how tight knit and how supportive they are to one another, it's truly inspiring. And I think we need to we need to push that narrative and we need to change what has been said about us because our our communities are are so generous and, and they want they want justice, they want change, and they do it by coming together. Right. Do you have a time where you normally start these, like at the beginning of the year, people can join at any moment during the seasons? How does it work in that way? People can join throughout the year, um, but a perfect moment to join would be right now because we're beginning a new year. We just wrapped up our 2023 cycle. So we're going to start off the year with our giving circles getting together talking about what they want to focus on in 2024. There's elections coming. This is also going to influence um, what they're going to be focusing on. So right now is a perfect time. The year is ending, started off with something new, something fun, and something meaningful. And how um, how do you organize one of these get-together and how often do they meet? Each circle is different. Some of them like to meet often, up to, I've seen, monthly. Um, and then I have uh, other circles who say, you know what, we don't have that much time. Let's meet three times a year. Um, and then throughout the year, we'll host some happy hours to get together and make sure that we're we're still keeping those relationships intact. So depending on the circle you go to um, is how many times you'd meet. But also a reminder that a giving circle, you do it because because you want to and it comes from the heart. Um, so it's not a thing that you're signing up for to do work. It's not meant to be heavy. It's not to be meant to be work after work. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Um, and and nothing, I mean, aside from from the contributions that we ask for yearly, um, you're not you're not signing up for something specific. You don't have to show up exactly once a month if that's what they're doing. They're very flexible and the times that they're gathering is to build those relationships and to keep that community strong. Um, but as far as the workload that comes with a giving circle, it's very light. And we at the community, at the Latino Community Foundation, walk you through the whole process. And it's very, very easy. And we really just want folks to come together and really build that community and work together with our uh, grassroots nonprofit leaders. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you very much for giving us uh, a look of where you guys are and how these circles work. And I am really 
looking forward to hear more about your successes and expansion and, and how you have been building community. Thank you, Isabel. It was a pleasure to be here. And again, if you want to check us out, latinocf.org, you could learn more about the giving circles and everything else that we do at the foundation. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you for coming to Atene Americana. Thank you. And this was Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Stanford, 90.1 FM. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Vuelve pronto. Atenea Americana. From Stanford to the world. Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later.